Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with a very special episode of Rising Tide Startups. We have a repeat guest, a good friend, and Aaron Walker. Aaron, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Hey, Kevin, man, thank you so much for inviting me, man. What an honor it is to be invited back. You know, it's like one time it's okay, but second time it's like, hey, something magical is happening in Absolutely. the air. Absolutely. You, so know what? you don't need no money. So, you know, you, you just show up, you don't have to owe any, you don't owe us any money. So yeah, this is a freebie, but That's man, thank good. you for, for taking the time today. And, and I, I mentioned this is a special episode and Aaron and I were talking just before we hit the, hit the big red record button. And I said, you know, you were on in April, April 15th of 2020, just when you were on Rising Tide. It was a, such a great episode. And I encourage our listener to go back, watch that episode on YouTube, listen to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But it was episode 3.16. But today, instead of just rehashing what we talked about the, the first time, what I really asked was just, Aaron, just kind of share some just great life lessons with us and just things that, just nuggets that that anyone mm -hmm. that is looking to uh, you know, start a business or step out, kind of start a side gig, whatever it is, just really some, some great pointers and just from years of experience and, and lessons learned sometimes the hard way, right, Aaron? Yeah, no question about it. most lessons are learned that way, aren't they? The hard <laughs> Those are the way. ones we remember, that's for sure. You know, Kevin, I was just thinking a little bit about the uh, episode I was on before, you know, little did we know what we were in for with the pandemic. Wow. And so March the 3rd, I think it was kind of announced that we were having some real difficulty. And, you know, three or four weeks later, I was on your show and we had only just started down that trail. But my goodness, have we not lived 10 years in the past 18 months? It's been unbelievable to me, all of the things that have changed. And you know what it's really highlighted for me, Kevin, is the value of relationships, because that really is what surfaced to the top at the end of the day. Businesses were closing everywhere. You couldn't get together in person. You had to do everything online. And man, it just made me so much more appreciate all of the relationships that I have in life. And it's really come to the forefront of my thinking in the past 18 months that these other things that we do are important and it's valuable. Man, if we're not spending the time with the loved ones, if we're not spending time with those mentors, if we're not spending quality time with our spouse and with our children, at the end of the day, we're really missing out. And so I think if COVID has not taught me anything else, it's the value of those relationships. I, I mean, I don't want to just fly by this and just, oh, let's get to the next point or whatever. I mean, such an important topic. You just, you know, right out of the gate, you started off with. And tell us, a, in your opinion, you know, what are some of the dangers maybe of like isolation that, you know, people may yeah. be feeling right now? What do you, what are some of the dangers and, and what are some of the remedies maybe? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I've always been told that isolation is the enemy to excellence. And if we really want to propel our life forward, uh, we've got to get in community. We've got to be around people. And if this pandemic has shown us anything, it is that value of that interaction, that human connection, hugging somebody, shaking their hand, seeing that smile. And for numbers of months and even uh, a year and a half for some people, 
that didn't have the ability to get out, they've missed that. Mm. And we yeah, all need yeah. that. You know, I don't know about you. I'm a hugger. Like when we meet, I hug, you know, and I touch and grab your shoulder and shake your hand. And we miss that for a period of time. The other thing that it really highlighted for me was, is that I was so busy doing things outside of the home and outside of uh, my loved ones that it made me more aware, keenly aware that I need to slow down just a little bit because it forced us to slow down. So I don't need to pick back up that busy habit and those schedules again, like I had prior to that. I need to have boundaries. I need to be mm. able to have time to breathe and sit down and play cards or play those board games or watch movies with the family and be able to spend that quality time together. You know, we get so intrigued with social media and we do those things. And quite honestly, this has heightened that just a little bit. And Not I want to sure. warn those that are listening to me out there today to really put boundaries even within your social media interactions and pay attention to those people that are around you that we haven't been able to do in quite some time. I mean, that, that is so true. And it, it, I mean, isolation does lead us to, to maybe being on social media too, too much and, and kind of leaving everything else aside. I mean, I think that, you know, you talk about the, the great resignation that's happened, you know, in the last, say, 12 to 18 months about people leaving jobs in record numbers. But really, I, I think it's the great isolation, too. And I've seen, you know, even colleagues, work colleagues that are really struggled with being, you know, kind of isolated. And, and it, it's even worse, you know, in, in European countries where they're literally locked down, locked in their home type thing. But, you know, tell me a little bit about the, had, has this impacted, you know, your business at all? And yeah. what, what have been some of the changes you've incorporated that you think have really worked? Yeah, we've really talked to our mastermind members at length about this and about some things and exercises to do to get around family as much as possible, get around, get outside, take walks, uh, don't stay cooped up in front of that screen all day long, every day, you know. Actually, you know, the irony of this is it's been good for our business because we do virtual masterminds. Mm. And so it's heightened the awareness of many people in the virtual communication. Yep. So that's what we do. We're in seven different countries now around the world. We're in multiple states across the United States. And we have members that uh, can be anywhere and be involved in our mastermind group. So from that vantage point, it's helped. But the disadvantage has been that many of our uh, clients today have gone home. They're not to return to the office place. We have one member that is uh, uh, an executive in a very large company. They have a six-building campus, multi-story, and they said, hey, we've got 1,500 employees. All of you go home. We won't be coming back. And so it's really devastated him because he enjoyed the interaction. He yep. loved to be in the meetings with his peers and colleagues, and he was able to interact and go to lunch. And that doesn't take place anymore. And so it's really stifled those relationships because they can't meet in person any longer. My hope and my anticipation is that at some point this pandemic will get back to a little semblance of order in our lives and some normalcy and people will start interacting again. Fortunately, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and we've kind of taken the attitude of, hey, we're just going to learn to adjust to this and we're going to go out. So it's not really slowed us down a lot here. But I do know in a lot of the northeastern states and then on the west coast, it's really hampered people a lot. Mm. 
I just want to encourage you to get out as much as possible and take those preventative measures to build the boundaries so that you're not completely isolated. You know, it's one of the things that we even promote in our mastermind that we help people not feel that sense of isolation when you're involved in our mastermind, mm -hmm. because you at least have those 10 people that you can meet with on a regular basis to get that encouragement. They can have that empathy. They can be vulnerable with you and transparent. They can interact as much as possible online uh, if you can't get it anywhere else, you know, in the community that you're in. So yeah, just food for thought as you go forward. Well, I would be remiss if, uh, if I did not say tighten up to, uh, to my Nashville brother here, that it's, you know, the, the Titans are the number one seed in the AFC. I know, I know. Like, you I better watch out. We're going to be, at, we're going, we're going to be at the Super Bowl. You mark my word. So <laughs> I've been to one Super Bowl with the Titans. I've yeah, been a, that was a tough ticket one. holder there at the stadium since they built it. And, uh, I got an opportunity back and it was either 99 or 2000. We went to the Super Bowl, but the Rams just decided to hold us three one feet. Yard away. There That's right. From us. But <laughs> one yard. hopefully we'll get a chance to go back and uh, we'll see. We got to get through these playoff games first. Well, it's interesting. You mentioned Nissan Stadium. A, a good friend of mine is the head groundskeeper for the Titans. So he he's the one that makes that that feel beautiful every time you get to get a chance to to yeah. go to the stadium yeah. so actually i think you are i think you know them i sure do and when you, you said that i thought oh you, my goodness you know it is them a small that's right world. Yeah, i think jamie, her office is close to your office that's yeah, right yeah yeah it sure is matter of fact jamie just moved in an office next to mine uh about two years ago i've actually built an office on our property at my residence mm -hmm. now and so i've got my office moved but I looked up one day and they were standing there and uh, we had a great conversation, but Jamie's still there. His wife. Yes. Yeah. She's yeah still they're, they're good. We go to church stuff. together. Good. Yeah. They're long haul. They are, they are good, good people. And, and yeah. uh, we've known them for since just back in the Southern Missouri days. So is that uh, right? Now, I don't believe time. I had that connection last time we did the interview. So I'll be sure and point that out to them when I see. Yeah, them. absolutely. I absolutely. They're, they're good folks. And last time I was there, I, I ended up, forking out for the steak dinner so uh yeah he there you go he owes you the, yeah. that's right getting the yeah. steak dinner that's right so yeah no he he does he owes you good folks good folks well aaron tell, tell us a little bit about like maybe some of the the positives that you've seen yeah. come out of kind of this this covid transition time and maybe how your businesses have adjusted yeah i'm glad you're reorienting our focus to something that is positive that's come out of this you know what this has done has really allowed people to slow down, mm. to not have such a busy schedule, and they're able to focus more on the important things in their business. They've been able to level up. And you know, there's so many great books, Kevin, that I've gotten an opportunity to read as a result of that, because I'm like everyone else, you don't get as many opportunities to go out. But there's so many great books out there today. Uh, matter of fact, I'll put a uh, I'll put a pitch out there for a couple of them right now. One of them is uh, Joe D. Cena that uh, started the Spartan race. Mm -hmm. He uh, wrote the book, 10 Rules for Resilience. A little bit of language in there. You've got to overlook that, but uh, really, really a great book. If you've got children, I recommend that book highly because it really teaches you how to help your child be resilient. Some of the takeaways in that book is we try to 
pamper and we try to eliminate anything from their life that could be a distraction or could uh, hamper them in any way from an emotional distress or, you know, that's the way we learn. And so we have to be exposed to certain things like that. So when we become an adult, we are able to better equip to deal with it. The other thing that he's really pushing for is getting the kids off of the social media, really getting them off of the screens, get outside and play. And, you know, Robin and I were talking about this the other day, my wife, we said, you hardly ever see kids riding a bicycle anymore. And you don't see them out in the front yard playing baseball anymore. And out back shooting hoops, you know, and we need to get some exercise. We need to get away from those screens. And so Joe has really done a marvelous job with that. Another really good book that I've enjoyed is called Be Exceptional. And the author on it is Joe Navarro. And Joe was a FBI agent. And he talks a lot about communication, self-mastery, uh, many of the things in life that uh, we can uh, can use in our professions. He, he talks a lot about persuasion and how to do it correctly. Talks about nonverbal communication, mm-hmm. a lot of things in our life, the way we observe people and how they position themselves and their movements and their gestures. And it's just a really, really solid book that I, I really recommend. And then for those that are involved in sales and uh, really need to do prospecting, another good book I'll suggest is fanatical prospecting. And that book's author is Jeb Blount. And in that book, it really talks about how to fill your pipeline with new clients. And so uh, these are some of the things that we're talking about in the mastermind. People have been able to up-level quite a bit on their personal and professional development and even their spiritual development. There are a lot of you know books out there today that can help us grow spiritually And so I just want to say that that is one positive thing that has come out of this. The other thing is, is people have paired off a lot of the things that they have really decided are unimportant in their Mm -hmm. life. You know, a lot of people are taking more of a minimalism approach. They're saying that, hey, it's proven to me now that I don't need a lot of these outside noises or distractions in my life. And so they've been able to take the time to really reflect Uh, I know personally, I just got off of a two-month sabbatical, the month of November and December. I took off, uh, totally disengaged. I wasn't on social media, no email, no communication with anyone outside of my family and close relationships and a few really, really close relationships. But it allowed me the time to really reflect on things that I was doing that I really didn't need to do any longer. It also allowed me time to say, you know, I need to move the needle further in these areas and I can, uh, can really implement a strategy to accomplish those goals. And it just heightened my awareness, uh, to restructure my vision, uh, to really allow me to accomplish the things that are important in my life. And the reason I took the sabbatical first time I've done that in 43 years, I've never taken a sabbatical. And I learned so many lessons as a result of it. And when we're in the daily grind and we're just putting out fires and we're living reactively, we don't have the bandwidth or the space to really think about what's important because we're too busy with the next project, the next thing. And this really disallowed me from having that clutter in my life. Now, I'll be honest with you, and I'm always honest with folks when I'm talking to them about these things. The first two weeks was really rough. Mm, Matter of fact, I was 
kind of had the shakes a little bit. I told somebody <laughs> I was Jones and, you know, I was like coming off of social media and interactions every day and podcast interviews every day and coaching calls and mastermind calls. And, uh, I was like, I didn't have anything. And I was like, man, what am I going to do with all this time? And it just really freed me up to think clearly. So if you're in a position out there, you're listening to my voice today and you're like, man, that sounds really interesting. I want you to explore it. You don't have to do two months. You can do a couple of weeks and three weeks, possibly. It also allowed my team an opportunity to really flourish. Mm -hmm. it, it put the burden on them to make the decisions and they were able to really show what they were capable and qualified to do. And uh, our groups, our mastermind groups never missed a beat. Guys stepped up and they facilitated, they led the groups and it was just outstanding. But it just gave me, Kevin, a lot of clarity as I move forward in 2022. So you're telling me you came home and they had painted your office hot pink and put little fur trim around the, your desk. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They probably would if we were in an area that they could get to my office, but fortunately all we do is virtual. So they weren't allowed to get to my office, but that could have been, you know, what was funny though, is that uh, my assistant, my executive assistant, Romley did an outstanding job it's stepping up to the plate, taking responsibility and ownership of the things that I put her in charge of. Brooke, the chief operating officer of our company, she stepped up, made decisions that I supported her with. Kevin, our integrator, stepped up, made huge decisions. And I'm like, you know, the truth is they made some better decisions than I would have done it but I'm kind of a control freak. And so when I'm there, I always wanted to have my hand involved in it. And what this did was, is it allowed me to see that I don't need to be involved in every avenue and every arena of our business. And what I need to do is focus on what only I can do. Yeah. I need to be in my lane of genius, right? Yeah. Just because you're competent, just because you're capable, doesn't mean that you should do it. The things that we should do are the things that are in our lane of genius, the thing that gives us energy, where we really excel. It's the things that give us energy, not depletes us. Mm. And so that's what I've come back with the intentions of doing. Well, I, I, uh, I love the way that this has kind of shifted here just a, just a second ago when you started talking about sabbaticals. And I, and I would love to kind of, as we're, as we're wrapping up a little bit here today, I want to I want to kind of drill down on this, but before we do that, you, you mentioned some kind of outside resources, like the books, the, the recommendations that you made. I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit, just real quick about ISI. Tell me who would, who would be a great candidate for ISI and, and just give them kind of the, the elevator pitch of like, what would they experience yeah. if they joined one of your masterminds? Yeah. You know, it kind of leads into what we talked about earlier in the isolation. We see so many entrepreneurs today, small business owners that are in a spot where they're trying to make decisions and they're doing it alone. Mm. And I don't know about you, but that's a scary place to be. Yep. Like if I didn't have trusted advisors around me that I could be vulnerable and transparent, I'd crawl under my desk in a fetal position. <laughs> There's so many things today that are different than they were 18 months ago. And we have to make decisions rapidly in our businesses if we're going to stay afloat and be profitable. So we're finding out that we're really helping people that seem to be in isolation or they're alone. We're really helping people also that are in a transition. Many, many people today are in a transition. 
I was at a wealth management conference on Friday and they invited me to be their keynote speaker. So I went and spoke and heard some really good speeches. And one of the things that I heard was, is that there have been 20 million 55 plus year old people that have retired as a result of COVID. They just didn't want to fight the battles, but that's not the case for everybody. Everybody can't do that. And Mm -hmm. so we've got a transition. We've got to make some different changes. And so we're helping people understand how to make transitions. The other thing that I hear a lot is that people need accountability. And I don't know about you, Kevin, but I need a good swift kick in the tail occasionally to do certain things. And if I didn't have people in my corner every single week saying, Big A, did you do this? You said you wanted this in the next year to 18 months. Did you do these tasks? I'm like, I might procrastinate. I might kick that can down the road a little Mm -hmm. bit. And when we do that, we're not as successful as we could be. So we're finding so many dynamics that are beneficial in being in community. There's different perspectives that people can give. There's insight, there's resources. You kind of have that camaraderie. You've got a team to help you make decisions, to spur you on. We're really focusing on five key areas of our life and having aspirational goals for those things. And then we're walking alongside one another to accomplish the goals. I don't know about you, but I want to live proactively. I don't want to live reactively. I want to live my best life that I can possibly do. And what I've discovered over the past 20 years in being in masterminds that I need to be in this level of community in order to excel and be all really that God called me to be. And so I want to be the whole man. I don't want to just grow professionally, but I want to grow in my personal relationships. I want to grow in my spiritual walk. And I do want to grow professionally and grow our business to levels that allow me to be generous. I can give more, like if I make more, I can do nice things for my family. I can help. And then, you know, there's nothing wrong with living just a good quality of life. And I've just found that we need people around us in order to do that. So, you know, we do what's called Tuesday noon and every Tuesday at noon, we invite people for free. There's no charge. And you just come and I share on these topics. I teach a little bit. I answer your questions and we just felt like it was a way to give back to the community. So if you're interested in that, just go to tuesdaynoon.live. That's tuesdaynoon.live. And we've got resources there for you. We've got opportunities for you to come and participate like you and I are doing on this call today. Get your questions answered. And the best part about it is it's free. I don't charge anything. It's just a way for us to give back. Now, is that central time or Eastern time? Central. Everything we do is on central noon time. Central. So, and it says that on the landing page. Yep. So just go to TuesdayNoon.live and you can sign up there and come and participate every Tuesday, if you'd like, and get your questions answered. And then I do some teaching sessions on various topics uh, every Tuesday. Well, man, I, I appreciate you uh, kind of giving us a, a brief rundown of, of what ISI is and, and even this Tuesday Live. What a great, great uh, resource for people to kind of plug into and kind of they can learn more about the process as well. But man, as we're as we're kind of wrapping up today, just bring us home. I, I know that you mentioned you took a two month sabbatical to end 2021. And, you know, sabbaticals are kind of like fasting, you know, you're, you're kind of stepping away from, you know, food or alcohol or whatever it is that you're fasting from, but you're, you kind of took a fast from the busyness of business and just all that wrapped up. So 
but I know that fasting often brings such clarity, like crystal mm. clarity. Mm. So I'm just really curious, what are two or three just really clear points that you kind of, you know, learned through your sabbatical that you think yeah. would be just great to wrap us up with today? Yeah, it's such a great question. I realized that I don't have to be involved in every aspect of my business. There's very competent, capable people out there that are able to do that. You know, being Christian by faith, we say that we're stewards over what God's entrusted us. And if I really believe that to be true, it's incumbent on me to get the people in place that can do the best job. So I completely delegated many aspects of my business to people that are as or more qualified than I am to take charge and do that. The other thing that I really learned is there's only one or two things that I really need to do because the riches are in the niches. Uh, we need to be an inch wide and a mile deep. And oftentimes that's not the case. We try to do too many things and then we're not proficient at any of them. And then probably finally, the thing that I learned the most is, is that I need to enjoy the journey more. It's not just the end result that we're shooting for, but it's the journey along the way. So this is not a trial run. This is our real life and we need to experience it to its fullest. And I think that if we put these boundaries around our time, we really focus on the things that we're gifted at and we reach out and we try to add value to the person that is looking to us. I think the journey will be well worth it. Well, my friend, uh, when, before we started recording, I, I just told you, I said, I just want to kind of get out of your way and let you share some just life on life experiences. It would be a, you know, a great resource for our listeners and you have delivered in spades, my friends. So thank yeah. you for just taking the time today and, and really once again, playing such a huge part in just helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Aaron, have a great evening. Thanks a lot, Kevin. We'll see you, buddy. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.